Caitlin here with Dynamo Discussions. This week, we're doing things a little bit differently. Santosh is offering the Dynamo Take here on the podcast. And if you want the weekly wrap-up, you're going to go to hitthebutton.com. I write it up every week there. And you can also find other great content from logistics tech experts. So you should definitely check that out. Hitthebutton.com. All right, time to hand it off to Santosh. What are, what are we calling it again? Dynamo Take. Uh-oh. Hey, ladies and gents, it's Santosh back with the Dynamo Take. Uh, Happy to be back here. Uh, It's been uh, already two weeks with uh, our first uh, or our, sorry, second batch of um, companies in for our program. Uh, Happy to welcome all of them to our portfolio. Uh, If you don't remember or cannot recall or don't realize that we've announced that, if you go to hitthebutton.com, you'll see that uh, article announcing Dynamo 2. But with that, I uh, have been having some interesting conversations uh, with our new companies as well as just other stakeholders in the ecosystem. And uh, I was just taking a moment to think through everything this morning. And there's just some interesting trends that I think uh, we might be in the midst of or, or about to potentially enter and be a player in. The first one being we obviously have kind of exposure to businesses all over the world. And with that, we've come to realize that emerging markets are offering a great opportunity where even if in the U.S. we might see similar technologies, simply because of the macro state of things, these technologies actually might take off in places like India, China, Brazil, Mexico, so on and so forth. And really what it points to is that evolutionarily in logistics technology, we might skip much of what is common to us in the United States. So for example, this Uber for freight, man, I'm, I'm really sick of kind of hearing that. And in the US here, we've yet to see an effort that really turns freight brokerage into a marketplace. But in a place like India, where we've been spending a lot of time understanding and navigating the space, email, for example, as simple as that might sound, is not heavily adopted amongst transportation stakeholders. But mobile phones are. And what that's really leading to is a lot of mobile-centric behaviors being much easier to adopt. Because there's not a lot of behavioral debt, if you would, in the system where constituents are much more likely to use technologies, subscribe to behaviors that we struggle to drive with the United States. So for example, that might mean actually going to a piece of technology in order to source freight or even broker and book it. There's actually also a very kind of large scale sentiment around being tracked here that's negative. But in foreign markets, it's understood that in order to have a superior level of efficiency, you kind of need connectivity. So as a truck driver, your employer will know where you are, how you're driving, whether you're on time or not, and whether you're actually providing information that's real and relevant and not fabricating the situation. So uh, super interested in that space. And I think you'll continue to see us uh, spending more time to understand what's going on abroad and then figuring out how that fits in 
into our broader portfolio. The next thing uh, we've we've noticed, and this kind of brings us back to the U.S. here, uh, there's obviously large shifts occurring in logistics and the broader supply chain. And these shifts are kind of bringing forth opportunities with transient technologies. And basically what this means is that there are certain technologies that might be relevant for the next 10 years or so and help play a role in the shift, but there's not really a long-term driver for them. So a couple examples might be diagnostic add-ons for vehicles. Yeah, right now that might actually be an issue and it could be a interesting business in the short term, but over rolling cycles, the moat of that business naturally goes away. Because if there's obviously value in that, OEMs are likely going to start saying, why am I not just doing that on my own? And we've actually spoken to OEMs who are inside their own walls are doing R&D to bring that to market. ELD is very similar. While right now we might see a, you know, a huge flurry of uh, ELD opportunities for startups and small businesses, in the long run, that might actually just be a part of the vehicle status quo. Obviously, uh, with both of these, that might lead to some interesting exit opportunities or liquidity events. But as a venture investor, you know, when you're trying to really hit one out of the park, you want a company that, you know, has the potential to be on its own and kind of add to the count of companies out there, not necessarily be something that's tucked into a larger organization. But uh, I would say lastly is warehousing technologies. As interesting as a lot of things uh, we see in the warehouse are, we believe that in the warehouse of the future, a lot of things like location placement, uh, inventory checks, operations management will actually be built into that experience. So where do a lot of these startups really fall really requires the founders to dig deep and ensure that they're addressing an opportunity that's there for the long term and can continue to build a long term moat around the business. Let's see where that goes. It's it's something that I think we've faced since we launched Dynamo and we continue to see. Uh, would be interested to hear everybody else's thoughts on that. The, the last major thing I want to touch on is uh, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Jamie Lynn from AppWorks yesterday. AppWorks is the largest uh, accelerator in Asia based in Taiwan. And uh, they also do some early stage investing with their fund alongside that effort. Jamie and I really, really kind of got into what we do day to day, having this acceleration program, as well as an early stage fund. And Jamie made an interesting statement that he thinks that accelerators, incubators, whatever you want to really call them or subscribe to, might actually go to zero cost participation, where it's actually of no cost to the founder, whether it be equity or, you know, there are programs out there that do charge a fee as well. But uh, you basically come in as a founder and you, you, you get the benefit of uh, what this organization has to offer. But there's so much value in generating connections and pre-vetted deal flow that Jamie thinks that that cost will go to zero, but you'll just have funds on the side that then can capitalize on this. And I, I think that's very interesting to think about. You know, Dynamo is all, always thinking about how we're evolving internally and uh, that's definitely not something we think is out of the question. I don't necessarily know whether we'll go to full zero cost, but I definitely think what we're seeing more and more is terms that are much friendly for founders where, you know, as investors, operators, we can quickly de-risk businesses and those that can de-risk very quickly and kind of prove out that there's a value with a particular investor at the table will then see some more funding. So it just might be a a slightly more strategic way 
of uh, portfolio development, but it ultimately should also benefit the founder because in any engagement, the founder should theoretically, money or not, walk away with something that has moved the company forward, whether it's customer development, network, pilots, trials, or just all out sales opportunities. So that's what's uh, been on my mind for the last two weeks. Again, you have not checked out our newest companies, hitthebutton.com, and uh, see you in a couple weeks. Cheers. This episode of the Dynamo Take is brought to you by Ryder. Ryder is the industry leader in truck rental, fleet management, and supply chain solutions for businesses of all sizes. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out on Twitter at This Is Dynamo. Say something to Santosh at Santosh Sankar or say something to me at Caitlin Wrights. All right. Have a good weekend.